I'm tired Welcome to the EuroWhat, episode number 53 for the week of May 20th, 2019. I'm Ben Smith, and I'm joined today by Mike McComb. Hey, Mike. Hello. And our special guest, Andre Durham. Hey, Andre. Howdy. How are y'all? Good. The three of us are a bunch of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest, and this week we will be wrapping up Eurovision 2019. Pack up the streamers, everybody. Take down your various national flags. We're done. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and in settles the post-Eurovision depression. <laughs> yes, yeah. It, it's a combination of, like, Eurovision depression, but also just being really happy I can take a nap. Yeah. Yeah, my fa- I think my favorite tweet from this weekend was somebody saying that the most relatable lyric was from Germany with, I'm tired. <laughs> um, I don't know. My favorite, my, my favorite moment was when It Hurts to Be Alive popped up on screen. Somebody at my Eurovision party went, big mood. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Where's the lie? All right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but welcome, Andre. Thank you for joining us uh, for this week's episode. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. How did you get introduced to Eurovision? Yeah. So the, the short of it is 2007, I was studying abroad in Denmark. And uh, while I was there, I saw a Das Melody Grand Prix. And I was like, what is this weird thing? Oh, look, the drag queen that was eliminated now has won. I'm so confused. And my host family was like, oh, no, it's for this bigger thing. And I was like, okay. And then when the semifinal rolled around, I was like, oh, my God, this is the best thing in the world. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Um, that Friday between the two shows, I was actually souvenir shopping. And I heard the music playing on the speakers in the store. I ran to the guy at the front of the store. I was like, where did he get the CD? This is from Eurovision. Where is it? And he just gave me this like scared look. He's like, "There's a store two blocks down." So I like I threw money at him, and then I sprinted, bought the CD, canceled my evening plans, and spent the night listening to the 2007 um, CD over and over again. Yeah, and then just watching it, and then like that's when Serbia won, and for me that was mm, the most perfect yes. victor both like for the contest and and that year and it's just like yes this is this is what i want to vote my life to that's the short story oh awesome moliva is a good entry point uh for getting somebody into eurovision so (laughs) (laughs) for sure for sure all right so this past weekend we found out this year's winner and it was the Netherlands and Duncan Lawrence with Arcade. He not only won the contest, he won the second semifinal. He got televote points from all the countries. And in the overall standings, he was second in the televote and third with the juries. So not not a conclusive victory, but it's kind of on theme for this year, I guess, where it's just like... It just seemed like it was anybody's game. And yeah, like there was this delightful moment, like after the jury votes, like anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the thing that was expected to happen happened. It was a little underwhelming. I actually predicted that, oh, the Netherlands is going to win, but they're not going to win either one. And it's just, it was, everything was just all over the place this year. Like Norway won the Televote? What the heck? Yeah. So I think Netherlands. It's not like Ukraine when it won kind of in the same way. It was kind of like, oh, Mm -hmm. this feels like we need to have a discussion. Now it's like, yeah, this feels like a satisfactory winner, even though it didn't win either side of things. Yeah, I think satisfactory is the right way to describe it for me. Like, like, it's not that I hate the song. I just don't like it or like I'm, I'm neutral about it. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, I I don't dislike the song. Like, the song is nice, but I felt like there were more dynamic, full presentations going on. I will say the staging was poor. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's because Duncan doesn't have a very good stage presence. So they're like, here, here's a tiny piano, sit next to it, and, and don't worry about anything else. Uh, but this is actually my favorite song this year, so I was excited that it won. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
I thought that his final performance of it, like after he won, was better than their staging. Yes, exactly. Me and my friend are saying the same thing. Why didn't they do this? Him alone on a black stage. Now that he's won, he has all the confidence. That's that's the mm-hmm. thing. In terms of other victories at the grand final, uh, like we said, this was kind of all over the place. Sweden won the jury and had the most 12s from the jury. Andre, you mentioned that Norway won the televote, which mm-hmm. I think was a little bit of a surprise for folks. Uh, yeah, it, it was, but like the second it happened, I'm like, cool, we're going to Norway. I'm fine with this. And mm-hmm. then uh, other points came in. Yeah. Yeah. Russia had the most 12s in the televote. Not surprising. North Macedonia finished in eighth, which is their best finish ever. Uh, and they almost won the jury. Two points. Oh. Well, I felt like the same way about them doing so well in jury the way I did about Austria last year. Mm-hmm. Yes. Where like the second it started happening, I'm like, yes, I see why this song would appeal to juries. Yeah. And San Marino finished in 20th, which is their best finish ever. And yes. they got 10th in the televote. Which is insane. Yeah. Then you, look yes. at, then you look at, they only got 68 points. Because like the top four songs had all the points. And mm-hmm. everything else was just like pieces to everybody else. Wow. San Marino yeah. used to always complain about being like, oh, no one's going to vote for us because we're so small. But clearly that's not the case. And historically, they always do better in the televote than the juries anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the party that we had, like we did like mock ballots and stuff, and I, I, I threw San Marino some points, so I, I was kind of happy about this. I, I thought the performance in the final was great. It's certainly like head and shoulders above the semifinal oh, performance. Yes, yes. So the thing that I was just gobsmacked by when it was happening, wherever Belarus was in the voting for the jury votes, there was still a bunch of stuff on the board that had zero points, oh, yeah. and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, a lot of the things that had zero points no longer had zero points including israel israel suddenly had 12 points on the board from belarus and that felt majorly sketchy that was sketchy for a lot of people particularly like since they did not give russia any yeah they points. gave russia yeah. nothing and that is like you can set your watch to that is that they're gonna <laughs> give russia points pretty much like we had discussed this last episode that that their their jury had been relatively loose-lipped and as a result the ebu was like nope you guys are dismissed mm-hmm. uh we're gonna use aggregate and no one actually knows what the, how the aggregate algorithm works. We can kind of guess, and kind of that's how we know that something was awry, because someone on Twitter was like, I did the math, and here's what the math says. Uh, and it turns out that they probably gave out the points in the reverse order. Like, they should have given the... They, they, they gave the bottom ones points, so Israel actually got zero points from the uh, Belarusian jury, which kind of stings more. A lot of people are speculating that they gave the wrong points. I think they gave the correct points, and that's part of the punishment for being dismissed as a jury. Oh. I could see there being a situation where, like, there's already enough gamesmanship happening with jury voting, where with a clever enough strategy, you may want to purposefully have your jury get disqualified so that the aggregate ends up delivering points in a specific way. I, I haven't had a chance to fully flesh out this conspiracy theory, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but this, but, oh, yeah, but, see, this feels very complicated. Yeah. For well, well, part of the issue is we have no idea how the aggregate works. When they introduced mm-hmm. it in 2016, everyone was like, "Well, how are they going to calculate it?" EBU, we're not going to tell you that. He's just going to do it from the pots. EBU, we're not going to tell you that. <laughs> it's like, give us something. Throw us a bone. And um, oh, the guy from Twitter, uh. At Euro Bruno, good to mm-hmm. give credit where credit's due. Like he used the, the other countries from the same pot from Belarus during the semifinal draw, but who's to say that's how they did the aggregate, right? Mm-hmm. It, it is a mystery. I mean, that would make sense just based on how those pots are developed, because uh, it, it's based on like voting history and mm-hmm. relationships, just to kind of break up any potential block voting. It's very intriguing, but at the same time, like, I totally agree with what you were saying, Ben, where it's just like, it does seem like a little bit of shade to just <laughs> be like, just, oh, yeah, all, all, all of the people who are, like, yeah, not like getting it, points it anyway. <laughs> very sketchy that all of the, that, that, like, it felt like they were saving face that nobody got a null point and then uh, Germany got zero on the televote. Oh, <laughs> you know. that was on the host. She was like, oh, Germany, I'm so sorry. Moving on. Like, they, anytime, <laughs> anytime someone got, like, a low amount, there's like, let's not dwell on this and try to move on. Which, mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, also, I mean, they were running over. They oh. were running massively over. 
perhaps having 20 interval acts, like, you know, <laughs> that might have something to do with, do with that. Well, and, like, when the show started, I was like, oh, yeah, they have so many interval acts, but everybody's getting, like, a minute, and it's part of medleys, so it's not going to be that mm-hmm. long. And then the second the votes start, I'm like, yeah, we're going to be here until, like, 7.05, and that's about when we were done. Yeah, it was, it was a bit insane. I remember the show used to be three hours, and people complained about that. And Eurovision said, challenge accepted. <laughs> Krister Bjorkman said, challenge accepted. Yep. But yeah, that's the grand final, and my favorite part of the grand final happening is that once we know who the winner is, we also know all of the data on the semifinals that has been locked away so that it doesn't influence the, the grand final voting. Yes. Looking at semifinal one, Australia won overall. Iceland won the televote. I'm so happy that they won something. I, I had come to terms with the fact that Iceland was not going to win. Mm-hmm. I wanted like one country to throw them a deuce point. That's, that was all I wanted. Is I wanted like an on-camera deuce point. I mean, we had a great moment with them uh, when the points <laughs> came in. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. But we, can, uh, we yeah, we're, we'll get to that later. <laughs> but just looking at the rest of semifinal one, uh, Iceland and Estonia got points from all countries. Which Iceland, I get it. Estonia, I do not. Neither do I. It is a great song for 2016. <laughs> the Czech Republic won the jury and got points from everyone. And then just looking at who narrowly missed getting out of the the basement we were, we were kind of speculating who the who was yeah. in 11th and 12th places uh poland was in 11th and missed qualifying by two points to belarus uh hungary was in 12th but like poland had 120 points overall between the televote and the juries mm-hmm. hungary had 97 there we we did not have a chance of seeing uh yosef papai in no. the final yeah semi-final one was so crazy because all the songs were kind of middle tier and so it was really hard to, to kind of predict who was going to win i heard a lot of chitter chatter about people being shocked that cypress was ninth in the semifinal. I, I i thought the song was pretty derivative and not like as good as the other two derivative songs this year mm-hmm. yeah yeah i saw cypress was ninth i was like yes that that checks that checks with how i felt about it based off of the song based off the staging that heinous outfit she had on um, <laughs> i still don't understand kind of like what you were saying ben that estonia makes no sense he sounded awful yeah he did not sound Gaslight. great semi-final one night it was one of my favorite moments of the entire contest when as soon as he was done singing the last note he did like a little mouth fart right into the microphone just being like oh thank god this is over <laughs> <laughs> So just looking at the other numbers of the first semifinal, because some of them are wild. Finland was in last place. Finland had 23 points overall. Montenegro had 46 points, y'all. Montenegro had 46 points. Which really, like, look, like looking yeah. at how the scores broke down, this was really a failing on my part this year. Like, I was not considering block voting or, like, who's friends with whom in, in a given semifinal. <laughs> Which is, like, but, the one thing that we're supposed to pay attention to as people who have no voting rights in this. Right, yeah. But, I mean, it's just, like, but just completely forgetting. It's like, oh, right, Serbia and Slovenia are in this. That's free points right there. And it, it was silly to think that they would, number one, that they would get zero points at all. Like, that was, that was just foolishness on my that part. Was very, yeah, but, that was, yeah. Um, <laughs> And we call ourselves professionals, and you forget. (laughs) We do not call ourselves professionals. We are, yeah, we are amateurs who have been in the game too long. Yeah, I think Montenegro was really cute, and I think that is was part of its appeal. On top of you know Serbia being there and Slovenia being there to help them out as well. But it's you know it's a really adorable entry, and they sounded miles better than they did two months ago. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, the 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 vocals were better. I still think what they need to do as an act is there are just so many people on stage. Yes. Like, they should just done paper, rock, paper, scissors for, okay, you three are on stage, you three are backing singers now. This, this is not BTS. I, I don't have attachments to any of these people. I don't understand why they keep doing super groups. If you're not already a group, don't do it. <laughs> like it, it. It never ends well. It never ends well. I don't know. They kind of reminded me of... A bunch of people who are assigned the same hall in a dorm their freshman year, <laughs> and they're just like they just like travel in a herd so for like the first six weeks now. of the semesters. Yeah, I get it now. I see it. Yeah, but then like somebody suggested, hey, we should start a group, and they're just like, okay, and they never got out of the like there are no bad ideas stage of like decision making. Mm-hmm. So like 
all of the ideas were on stage and it's just like, ooh, you need to <laughs> yes, you all, need to yeah. take off three things before you leave the house. You know so. what I, I honestly looking and listening to them, the, the the thing that came to my mind was Mormon acapella group. Like this is like oh, oh I'm man, at BYU that's a, that's right now. That's a real now. strong mood there. Yeah. <laughs> No, this is just making me remember. So there's like a there's like a web video that's been going around for a while. This Finnish uh, group, Army and Danny. Like the video is bad, but it was made in 1979 when all music videos were bad. <laughs> English is clearly not their first language. I was very surprised this wasn't somehow like a Eurovision also ran. Mm-hmm. Uh, where like it's this song called "I Want to Love You Tender." If you try to find it on YouTube now, you can't find the original because of how many Mormon remaking the videos there are <laughs> like huh. you have to find That's like so page random. three to find the original video why um the mormons is why <laughs> why do they like it so because... much <laughs> i have no clue uh let's see oh, wow. looking at the other ones that didn't make it through portugal we we've previously discussed how i like that song yeah. but it felt like that whole package was a very tough sell yes mm-hmm. I agree. Georgia, I'm disappointed that they're in 14th. I was really hoping they were they were the the, the 11th place because okay. I thought I thought that they really improved that performance from where it started. Yes. Did, did either of you feel like it was like a Disney villain song, even though it's supposed to be inspirational? But yeah. if you watch it, it just yeah, like I I can get that energy from it. Yeah. Yeah, it's all dark and fire everywhere. You see these five like shadows behind him singing ominously. <laughs> oh yeah, he's the villain. They're the henchmen. I get exactly. it. Exactly. Okay, any other thoughts on semifinal one? Poor Belgium. He looked very scared and uncomfortable up on that stage. Yeah, Belgium really needs to stop having that be... Their vibe. Yeah, because it almost didn't work in 2017. Like Blanche was very lucky to make it to the final. And then... Last year, it wasn't so much as Seneca had stage fright, but it was just, like, no concept behind the performance. Yeah, they need yeah. to find somebody to do the stage design who has vision. And select a song that has maybe, like, 90% less ennui. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm thinking back to their 2016 entry, which was just so upbeat and so full of energy. Oh, and yeah. I would really like them to go back in that direction. Mm-hmm. And... I think I th- well I think a new broadcaster is taking over next yes, year. They, they, yes, they like trade off responsibility for who's doing it. They've said they're going to continue doing internal selection and selecting the artist seems to work well for them. But hopefully they will go in a little bit different direction song wise. Mm-hmm. And, and hey, RTBF, if you're listening, we are available to hire to help you with all these problems. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have staging ideas. So many ideas: staging, song, artists. Yeah, and, and I know they want to win because, you know, Belgium's victory was the Walloon broadcaster. So the Flemish one, which is on the even years, is very much wanting to, to mm. take the crown themselves at some point. And what better place to do it than in Netherlands? Yeah, they're right next mm-hmm. door. They're, yeah, they're right there. For semifinal two, uh, the Netherlands won overall. Mm-hmm. Norway won the televote there as well. Mm-hmm. And Switzerland, Russia, Norway, and the Netherlands all got points from all the countries in that semifinal. That's kind of interesting. It, it almost seems like there's not enough points to go around to allow that to happen, but those four countries made it work. North Macedonia won the jury there, and Lithuania missed qualifying by a single point, uh, which is kind of surprising, and Moldova only missed by nine. Yes. Uh, so I guess people weren't as outraged by the, uh, I guess we could call it homage to Ukraine 2011. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the the presence of that backing like made it rise way more than I expected to when yes. I was doing my final rankings. Mm. But even though I was like, this is very derivative, but you know what? It's better than just the song on its own. Yes. True. Lithuania to me is just like Estonia, but better song. I hate both songs. But I'm I'm still a little surprised that that failed where Estonia didn't, and maybe just because this was a stronger of the two semifinals, or maybe because Albania just jumped in there and I was not expecting that song to qualify. I don't know. Oh really? Yeah. I mean, I love it, but it's to me it seemed a little too Albanian. You know, sometimes some of their songs kind of mm-hmm. go a little too folksy. I didn't think the televotes would um, give it enough to help it come in. Um, but I'm happy they did. I'm a little sad that Ireland didn't finish with 22 points exactly. That been that been kismet. <laughs> uh, they finished with 16, which feels generous. 
It, yeah, yeah. that was that was just a v- yeah. frustrating performance to watch. She looked so again. She looked scared and mechanical, like using her head. Like, she, you know what she reminded me of? Someone with like a stage mother who just yelled at her right before she got on stage. Mm. Like, Don't screw this up. She's like, oh, uh, and then she's like, okay, count one, two, one, two, and it's a fun song. That was a really fun staging, but again, it's like she was a robot. Yeah, I mean, she never looked comfortable with that song, like in the music video for oh, it. Yeah. Like, a- a- everything about it just seemed like counting her steps, as you were saying. The music video looked like they're like, oh, crap, we have to turn this into the EBU tomorrow. Let's go to the beach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Slap an Instagram filter on it. Go. No. Yeah. <laughs> I was shocked that Armenia was in. I figured Armenia was like 11th and they're in 16th with like 49 yeah. points. Like just no one resonated with that song. Yeah, it's. I don't know why. It, it it seems like the kind of thing that would do well at Eurovision, right? Yeah, it seems like the thing that does well, and like their staging of it, I thought was a great way to start the night. Yeah, it's just it was followed by a lot of followed by Ireland. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like from that first third, the only thing to qualify was Switzerland. With Switzerland, and, and that was not a surprise. Yeah, no. So. And that performance was oh boy, that was awesome. I had. Multiple people who, when they got their bingo card, were like, why is Despacito on here? You'll see. It's like the FedEx arrow. Um, and then it, and it came on like, oh, oh, that's why. <laughs> Talked about how, how we were both sad that Croatia didn't make it, but looks like they were kind of firmly in the middle of the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which I thought that they did a good job with the staging of that. Uh, but alas. I sometimes get the sense that Ben and I are like the lone defenders of that song. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> no, the song is pleasant. Um, Mm -hmm. the staging, though, to me was just, it was just the golden wings and the flying angel. It was just too much. I mean, like, Croatia doesn't know how to do subtle. No, they don't. And like, but usually they're better about reining it in, in in a way that works for them. When was the last time we saw good staging from Croatia? You raised an excellent point. Thank you. (laughs) No, I I think they did a great job with my friend. I mean, it was the staging that that I think. So push much. that song over the line that and, was the that yeah. was the one where we joked what are they going to do put him in a half tuxedo half motorcycle jacket and then they did put him in a half tuxedo <laughs> half motorcycle jacket <laughs> and then had the amazing video displays where he's singing to himself like that, it was uh, that song freaks out people when i, when I show them 2017 they're like what am i watching oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Um, Get someone who looks at you like Jacques Houdet looks at himself. So, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag relationship goals. <laughs> it turns out that Belarus's jury boats were not the only ones that were weirdly in reverse. It sounds like during the second semifinal, uh, Lena Hetty or oh, yeah. Lena, one of their jurors, uh, did her votes in the wrong order. Because someone had noticed that like they were in the correct order for the final. So somebody quietly took her aside and was like, uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Why are you giving points to Ireland? What's going on? Did you mean to do this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so Romania, I get they're probably leaning hard into like the memes of like the the horror story kind of look that they had in the music video too, but she looked like a New England school teacher from the 1800s. Like, what was she wearing? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> That's a scary look. Like, <laughs> is it? But but not for the reasons they wanted to be scary. I mean, compared yeah. to her, yeah, like I, she needed to be in something a little bit grander, given yeah. how over the top everything else was was going. She should have just worn what she had in the music video. Yeah, given how small the stage was, it felt like they were using way too much of the space. Like it needed to be a much yeah. more compact performance. They needed to do something to fill it out. And yeah, I, I think if she was wearing like something bigger or frillier i i don't know like just having something to just fill that space so that you had some so that you knew where to focus Less during that performance Jane, perhaps mm-hmm. <laughs> now one of you really hates the dana song right um, i wouldn't say i hate it it's just that it soured for me over time okay in that like what what first felt like a refreshing sort of oh this is this is nice and sweet and we've had just a lot of stuff going on mm-hmm. uh but like over time it's just like oh Actually, no, Don't Get Too Political is just kind of the wrong tone. And like, yes, this is Eurovision, and Eurovision is not a political situation. But also, y'all are in Israel this year, Mm -hmm. and it's been like a whole thing. Can you guys read the room? Yeah, I I get that. 
I feel like every year, every other year, perhaps, we have, like, a children's song. And so, for me, this was just that. Like, oh, this is yeah. something nice mm-hmm. for, the, for the kiddos in the room. I thought the performance at the final was the best performance of that song. Yes. <laughs> yes. I did not find the way that she went up the ladder to be at all natural. <laughs> like, just do not break eye contact as I take one step up each time. But I think it all came together in the end. But I'm still kind of disappointed that it made it into the final in the first place. <laughs> but I, I do agree that having something for the kitties is is nice. So yeah. I'm still kind of sad that there wasn't some way to stick them next to one another in the running order so you could have had uh love is forever right next to hatred will, will prevail yeah <laughs> especially since you could sing them in the same cadence so <laughs> yeah yes uh stupid kobe marimi and your song being in 14 um, oh yeah like how do, how do we feel about the the final performances by the uh the big five plus israel so on my blog eurovision obsession i talked about how Israel is corny, self-important, self-serving song. And then a few a few songs later, you have France, which is the same thing, but fun. So <laughs> I was like, see, Israel, this is how you do a self-important song that doesn't suck. <laughs> so I said something very mean at my Eurovision party about Israel. Uh, when, they, when they were going to the green room of footage of him, I was like, he had better be crying. Yeah. <laughs> He'd been on like, the verge of tears. Uh, at the end of his song, and they had mentioned like during like the the awkward interviews during the the uh, semifinals yeah. that like oh man you've cried at every performance. I'm just like wow that's a weird that's kind of mean to just air that laundry. Yeah, mm. I want Kobe Marimi crying. <laughs> five seconds. Yeah. Okay, so during the UK performance when he hits that like the big note and he sees white beams and then the five backing singers all dressed in white appear, then what else thinks this is like a covert like come to jesus kind of moment um i did say to, i forget i forget was this one or another song where i mentioned to my friend mm-hmm. that this feel like all of a sudden this became like a hillsong worship number yes yeah which don't get me wrong i'm very religious but it's just oh, yeah, no, like, and they, yeah like, and, like they, they are they're working very well in that space but also yeah. this is the eurovision song contest. Yeah. and i suppose to be religious i was very disappointed uh, during Germany's performance that during the main chorus that I did not have a visual to explain to people uh, about the whole stock photo thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I had spent like the half hour where people were starting to arrive telling them about this whole German scandal thing and then just nothing. Yeah, I mean, like, really, they should have stuck with that because there was just no- there was like, nothing. There was nothing to yeah. that performance. I mean, like, they even looked like they were just dressed to be like, oh, yeah, I got to run to the store and stop <laughs> off at Eurovision. Do this well, thing. I'll be 15 minutes yeah. and then we can go to the movies. Well, no, and, like, the problem was, is, like, they were focusing on the videos in the back and the videos in the back were just sort of at a five. And then you would cut to them singing live and just, like, belting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I was also just really confused. It's like, wait, I, I, I like when it first showed up, I couldn't tell if it was them singing live, and it was just gonna be like, wait, this is gonna have some weird audio sync issues just with how video and sound work. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but then realizing that it was like pre-taped, just like that's it. Like, why, why are you doing this? <laughs> so I don't think their nil point was unearned, but uh, Germany's got to figure something out well i mean they they did announce that they're thinking they're like we're gonna rethink what we do for 2020 like that seems smart well so so last year they had a song about a father this year songs about sisters i wanted grandma i love you to next year but i guess i'm gonna Hmm. change that yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. spain that was a fun performance i liked seeing the like the various instagram videos of acts like just do having like a big conga line in the green room Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm Like that was that was great, but also I kind of like that a little bit more than the the performance they put together. I don't understand why the juries hated Spain so much because I thought it was so much fun. I thought they did a pretty decent job with it, other than that random puppet thing. But um, that was there for five seconds, and you never saw it again. What was the point of it? Yeah, especially because I don't think they had it in the first rehearsal. That was something that was added at the second rehearsal, and yeah, I do not know what that was supposed to add <laughs> just to... like i'm just trying to think about the producer who's sitting there at the first rehearsal like you know what this needs mm-hmm. a gigantic terrifying pup <laughs> that's what this song needs oh it's gonna keep painting this fresco and it's gonna be beautiful yep <laughs> i mean we talk about germany needing help 
But, I mean, Spain hasn't been in the top 10 since 2014, and they've not even, like, took a whip of it lately. Like, what can they do to get on, you know, the left-hand side of the board? Because I really thought this year was going to be it. I thought so, too. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if it's just, like, a political situation or just something in the air in Europe where they're just, like, not not feeling what Spain's delivering, but... It was very confusing this year that it, it wasn't getting more attention. Yeah. It could just be that it was an overproduced number this time. And like, had they just kind of stuck with what they had originally, maybe they would have performed a little bit better. <laughs> it's that puppet. But... That's what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm happy for Switzerland. I'm not the biggest fan of the song, but mm-hmm. they got fourth. Their best place since 93. And their staging. Oh my God. From my perspective, it was the best, most like professionalish looking. I feel like I was watching like an HBO concert of someone. Um, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like, like yeah. it felt like they had watched what Sweden did last year, which I liked what they did, where it just felt like they completely transformed the space with "Dance You Off." Yes, Switzerland looked at that like we could probably do that. Why don't we do that instead of like doing an external selection and coming in seventeenth for the fourth year in a row? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good on them. Their performance and Czech Republic's performance, like, were both so good. Like, just so professionally done. Excellent use of color. Like, this was a very monochromatic year, which Mm -hmm. I was not expecting. And it was like, oh, wow, primary colors. This is great. (laughs) Yeah, just like, instead of, like, another all-white outfit. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the Czech song and their staging made me so happy. It's like, oh, it's like I've fallen into, like, my youth in a good way. Like, oh, this is like something I see on PBS as a child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the guests at my party who, like, I indoctrinated this year with Eurovision stuff, she was so excited. Like, she came to the party. She's like, I am here for Czech Republic. And she's like, <laughs> all right, cool. So, and she seemed to be very satisfied with the performance. So, they were winners in our house. So, <laughs> speaking of viewing parties, mm. how was everybody's Eurovision party this year? Well, uh, I can go first, I guess. Sure. <laughs> um, I, so, <laughs> I, I, I guess, not only just because of my blog, but I, I want to focus so much on it. I watch it alone. If I'm not in the arena, I've gone, you know, four out of mm. the last six years now. If I'm not in the arena, I want to be by myself <laughs> with, like, junk food. And then, like, you know, there's a few folks, a few friends I have that watch it and will text each other throughout, but... I don't usually do a party until a week or two afterwards where I can concentrate on being a host. I don't have to like worry about missing the show because by then I've seen it three or four times. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, and, and also you don't have to worry about like trying to schedule something on a Saturday afternoon because that's a very weird time to try to do a party, especially like if it's really nice weather, people aren't going to want to sit inside watching TV. So. Yeah, this, is, this yes. is the first year where Eurovision has not also fallen on my, my city's local porch fest where in Mm. addition to to eurovision happening is like everybody has local musicians playing on their porch oh wow which is lovely but it's also very hard to be like hey guys i know that you guys want to walk around while it's nice and like listen to live music why don't you come to my house for like four hours (laughs) yeah (laughs) and watch europe award points to one another Is that yeah. in, is that not enough of a draw? What if I told you the last hour and fifteen minutes is just accounting? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you put it that way, how can I say no? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and some of it's in French. Yeah. <laughs> also, the French language. Yeah. yeah. And it's from Azerbaijan. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what if I told you that for the definition of this contest, Australia is now in Europe? Yeah. <laughs> And Cyprus and Israel are neighbors, apparently. (laughs) They touch. (laughs) They have a magical land border. So on my blog, Eurovision Obsession, 2011 was the first year I created notes. So I have two handouts. One is like a brief history and um, some notes about this year and how the rules work. And then the other one is country profiles. So I have half a page on every single country. And so Mm. I pretty much came up with that because the... in 2009, I kept introducing Eurovision to like the interns I was working with uh, during my internship, and I kept having to answer the same like 18 questions over and over again. So I was like, 
this time that's not going to be a thing. And so I put yeah. it out, yeah. and they would just pass it amongst themselves. I'm like, oh, ooh, oh, look at this. And then nice. I can get like, oh, did you, this person said they lived in L.A.? Oh, yes, actually, American, and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, then we can have the more interesting conversations. Not the, mm-hmm. how does this work again? Do they have to sing in English? I'm confused. Here. Yeah. <laughs> 15 <laughs> questions that start with why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and so those are up uh, for every year from 2011 to now. So Awesome. Yeah, so if anyone wants to go get them for their, you know, belated Eurovision parties, that's also, they're there. Excellent. My viewing party, like, we had... A good handful of people. We were watching on the Swedish stream, and I'm, I don't know if you were having as many technical issues as we were having. Yeah, like the stream just kept on just getting really pixelated and very low resolution. It froze up a few times. Like we ended up being close to like five minutes behind the actual broadcast. I think part of that is everybody, uh, including us, kept recommending the Swedish stream. Yeah, yeah, like that that is the problem is like I was really hoping to watch the Icelandic stream after watching that for the semifinals and being Mm -hmm. delighted with their English commentator. Mm -hmm. But then kept refreshing and had the Swedish stream up in the background as the backup. Uh, and kept refreshing the page, hoping, okay, maybe the the final will be up there now. And it just, it may have gone up eventually, but at that point, it's like, okay, cool, we're just sticking with this stream. Yeah. So I watched the German one for the semis, and I started that with the grand final. And then when Germany was up of all times, it just cut out. Um, mm-hmm. And after I, finished, after I finished screaming, I went to the Icelandic one and landed on the Icelandic adaptive one. So there's a sign language interpreter. <laughs> Okay. But it worked. It got the job done. Yeah. That's what matters. Exactly. So, and I got I got to it quick enough that I only missed, like, the meat of the German song. But, you know, the sister 20,000 times, so I, I didn't miss it yeah. much. Yeah. It got particularly difficult with the ones, uh, with the performances that were very, not necessarily colorful, but where, like, the images are changing quite a bit. So, like, yeah. Hatari's performance was, like, impossible to watch. We actually had to go back and get on VPN so I could pull up the YouTube clip to show people, be like, no, this was really awesome, I assure you. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. and, yeah, then we showed it to, uh, like, our guests as they were leaving. They are just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At my party, like, the room, <laughs> once they started, they were like, yes, this, please. More mm. of this. With all the pixelation and stuff, there was, like, you could not see what was happening on stage. It's like, but, oh, so all they're hearing is just, like, the screaming. <laughs> so, <laughs> Mike, you had thoughts about the new fun uh, televote reveal where they're moving from the bottom of the chart to the top of the chart. Share your thoughts. Yes. So when we talked about when they announced the change to the system, we heard back on Twitter uh, from uh, somebody that was saying that they didn't like that we wouldn't know who the televote winner would be. Like it, it wouldn't be clear. Like you'd have to go back after the fact to find that out. I did not realize that Norway won the televote until checking Twitter like after the event was done. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, yeah, that, that does kind of stink that we don't get to know that information. I still like the way that it was done this year. Like, I think it still introduced the necessary drama. Mm-hmm. They need to figure out how to do like the final reveal. Cause the way that they were vamping was not good at all. No, <laughs> They need to fly in Ryan Seacrest, get that, get that all figured out. <laughs> yeah. but, but I think what they should do, is for everybody that's below 10th place in the jury standings, do what they did where they just start at the bottom, work their way up to the top. And then when they're at the 10 remaining acts, they switch back then, to the old format yeah, where it's just yeah. like, yeah, where it's just like, all right. And with seven points and it's like, ooh, one of these 10 only got seven points. And then um, break the Czech Republic's heart. Uh, <laughs> we we were very upset about that here, by yes. the way. It's like, how did they only get seven from the televote? Like, I don't ugh. get it. But, yeah. but, oh, that would be lovely. Yeah. But like with this system, uh, Norway still wouldn't have found out that they had won the televote because uh, they weren't in the top 10 uh, after the jury. But they would have been at the top of the scoreboard for a little bit. And I think I think that method would allow for a few more changes of the lead and mm-hmm. add the drama without the weirdness. Yeah. Yeah. I did see a mock-up of if they had done the presentation like the way that they had done it the last two years. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it would have been as fun. I think I think this year with the new method, it was more exciting. But there's still some ways that they could tweak it. Yeah. 
And if there is one thing idea. that we learned from like last summer's series of finding ways to talk about the Eurovision Song Contest when it's not running, mm-hmm. uh, they do like to switch it up to figure out what works. So who yeah. knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's see. see. So how about those fun unplanned moments? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Any in particular you're thinking of? <laughs> uh, well, the, so the one that I noticed was Iceland. I was just like, yes, this is what the plan was. Everything is according to plan. Actually, it sounds like that was not necessarily the plan, but I do I did like that Hatari did find a way to, in addition to what Iceland Music News had been doing for mm-hmm. like two solid weeks, go yeah no this is our this is our politics and we acknowledge the presence of this other of this other nation. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did not realize that uh, Madonna's backup dancers were also doing a thing until oh, yeah. the the internet told me they had, that that performance had done a thing. In fairness, though, I had mostly just kind of gone oh no what's happening and like <laughs> focused on food during the, the madonna performance it was like this is this is not great yes he was the lithuanian spokesperson that threw a lot of shade at madonna i i agree with that <laughs> um, and then they had madonna make that that speech to uh. people and that just was oh just was sitting there going oh boy yeah but that's, i'm not in that room right now madonna sit down your age is showing Go, Glissy, yeah. you can follow directions. Here's one of my songs from 20 years ago, which is insane to think about. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's the 30th anniversary of of like a prayer, yeah. but that was not a great performance of it. Oh, it was no, terrible. No, it was like, and that it was terrible. I'm just like, oh no, if this is the this if this is the the oldie, what is what is the new one going to sound like? And it turns out auto tune. Why? Did, where was that for a like a prayer? Where was the auto tune for like a prayer? <laughs> Anniversary notwithstanding, I figured that she was going to go with Like a Prayer because that one is one of her less vocally challenging songs. But (laughs) prove me wrong, Madonna. (laughs) Prove me wrong. (laughs) Uh. Everything about her presence was just so... It it wasn't just uncomfortable, but just the air of condescension that surrounded it. It was just like, ugh, Well, no, and then just the, the main set piece, I just, I just wanted like a handrail. (laughs) <laughs> like a handrail on those stairs just for everyone because those seemed very tall yes. yeah I, I i like what you said about the condescension the air of condescension because you compare it to 2016 when justin timberlake was there he was like great he was like oh my god this is so much fun i found out about this two years ago this is really cool i'm happy to be here good luck everybody do 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 Let's have a good yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Good luck, everybody. Trolls is out this summer. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you put on an amazing performance. I didn't like just I, like, I wasn't a big Justin Timberlake fan until I saw him in in uh, Stockholm. I was like, oh, this is why people like him so much. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. But I mean, I think I think it highlighted one of the main themes of this year, where the people who were most successful at Eurovision were the people who were like just game to participate. Like, Georgia's singer, he looked like he was having so much fun in his postcard. Yes! And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I, I like you. Or Malta's singer, like, oh, yeah. she was, even though the song didn't really suit her, she was still game to try it. Yes. And it was kind of the distinction between Malta and Ireland, where, mm-hmm. like, okay, this isn't really my style, but I'm going to give it a go. It's really cool staging. Let's try to make this work. And I think she was successful, whereas, like, Ireland's singer, she did not want to play the game and really wanted to be anywhere else than where she was. Mm-hmm. And and that showed, and that made a huge difference. And I think the people who, I don't think Madonna was game, whereas, like, Justin Timberlake, he was just like, yeah, I don't know what this thing is, but hey, it's going to be fun, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah. where Madonna's um, like, I, I have been paid a check. Mm-hmm. I hope that is one of the takeaways this year, and people are paying attention to that, because mm-hmm. it, it makes it more fun for everybody. Yeah. So. Yeah, Eurovision should not be a punishment. <laughs> no, it sounds like that was not our favorite interval act. Nah, of, not of at like all. The the approximately forty seven uh, interval <laughs> act we were treated to. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you guys like? Like, I liked the intro of here. Here are a bunch of people who won for our country singing their song, and also golden boy because it mentions tel aviv and here we are in tel aviv yes <laughs> that was lovely i loved it with the uh, the past winners and runners up play, like singing each other's songs like mm-hmm. that yes. was fantastic that was great moses version of fuego is on spotify and itunes now and like i i need eleni's version of <laughs> dancing Lachetumbai. Yes. like that was amazing <laughs> yes 
and her outfit was amazing. Yes, like she she's the only person who could probably pull that outfit off. So that's <laughs> great. Yeah, good on uh, yeah, you. No, that was uh, that was a very good. Uh, daisy chain of people covering one another's songs mm-hmm. and then to end it with hallelujah and see she's older than madonna she sounded amazing still and yeah. yeah it was that was me and a friend was talking like we think this is perhaps one of our favorite intro acts that we've seen in the last 10 years or so oh wow yeah yeah i don't know i don't know if it reaches the heights of love love peace peace but <laughs> it, it was a great idea I don't know, like, yeah. those two feel like they are in the same vein because sort of mm-hmm. like how the oscars love celebrating uh the oscars and hollywood uh eurovision yes. is like the interval is best when it's like celebrating itself especially because it's been around 60 years yes and at this point can have fun with its image yes because I love the things like when Norway hosts and like, here is the montage of every time we place laugh. Oh, yeah. Yes. 2010, yeah. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> and admittedly, like, Israel is a bit too self-serious yeah. to do a, a thing like that. But we did at least get that lovely medley of like... It was lovely. The last thing to talk about is, are some of the awards that were handed out. There were the uh, Marcel Besançon Awards. Oh, yes. uh, those are uh, handed out every year. The press award was given to the Netherlands, which doesn't seem like much of a shock. Nope. The press seemed to love that song. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess we're not there. part of the press. <laughs> <laughs> it's a I'm great song. No. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Uh, it's fine, uh, press. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> the artistic award went to Australia, which yes. is correct. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm disappointed that that did not rank higher because that was just so visually stunning yeah. although yes. the final performance i did not think was as tight as the yeah like, yeah, like, yeah, like one, yeah like once it gets to like that big kind of open part at the end it's just sort of okay cool everybody is just kind of waving around at their own speed and yes ho- i really hope yeah. they don't like knock into one another also just some of the camera shots like they revealed that they were on poles yeah. a lot earlier and it's like uh, maintain the illusion a little bit longer mm-hmm. uh, yeah. but yeah like still loved it and then the composition award went to italy yeah which i think is a good choice mm-hmm. yeah. i feel like yeah. italy usually places well in this particular set of awards yes mm-hmm. they they tend to send some some high quality stuff even when it even the handful of times they don't succeed i mean italy I, I, I almost feel like Italy can do no wrong. I, I guess maybe you should also explain the Marcel Besançon Awards. They're the three awards kind of given outside of the contest. The press award, as we kind of talked about, is what the press, all the traditional press vote for their favorite entry. The artistic award mm. is awarded by the commentators. Um, they vote on the one they think is uh, the best, you know, artistic performance by a singer. Uh, and then the composition awards actually voted on by the composers of all the 41 entries. So um, that's how they are um, awarded and kind of what they represent. It's it's a good, it's, it's nice to see it when countries that succeeded also get these awards that are supposed to be a bit more quality focused. It's also nice mm-hmm. when songs that like Israel won all three. In 2010, is so far the only country to win more than one, I think, in one year. So it's a nice way to have, in addition to whoever won, to have miscongeniality of we like these. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. See, so we also had the Barbara Dex Awards, or at least we have uh. nominees for the Barbara Dex Awards for the worst dressed. If Iceland wins, I'm rioting because <laughs> they did a very good job at what they were shooting for. Yes. All of the contestants are eligible for this dubious distinction, which is kind of unfortunate because I would totally vote for Madonna, but she's not nominated. <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting award, uh, especially... Well, well, no, just... It's just like a very Midwestern way of describing it. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I mean, it's just, like, I mean, it's... I. I don't know if it's necessarily mean-spirited. It can come across as mean-spirited, well, but... It's, well, because, like, it's named after Barbara Dex, who represented, I believe, Belgium in, yes. like, 91, and, like, mm-hmm. sewed her own dress and did a bad job at it. So we have an award for how bad her dress was, and that feels kind of yeah. mean. Yes, but it is kind of fun to deal. And I already know yeah. who I'm voting yes. for, so... <laughs> but... I mean, on the other hand, thinking of about about interesting in a Midwestern mom kind of a way... I suddenly see why Iceland might get it, because that would definitely get my mom to go, well, it was interesting. (laughs) Why did you show me this video again, sweetie? (laughs) But I feel like they were, like, inspiring a lot of the fashion that we saw this year. (laughs) Yeah, like, between uh, March and now, suddenly everybody was like, oh, hey, we're just going to wear a bunch of pleather now. 
Yeah, and black stripes and straps and that sort of thing. I have a feeling Cypress may be a front runner in this. Uh, <laughs> at least I think that's where my vote is going. <laughs> uh, uh, I think mine's gonna go to Italy. Like it's either Italy or Belgium. And that say, somebody in my party said it looked like like Italy's luggage got lost and he had that one aloha shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and yes. they're not wrong. Yes. Because of the various shirts that he was wearing during the rehearsals, that was not my pick. No. No. Not at all. No. Yeah. But uh, voting is open and we'll have a link to that in the show notes. Uh, there is some form of login required uh, either through Facebook or Twitter or uh, you might be able to do it through your email, but run by songfestival.be uh, from Belgium. So uh, yeah, well, we should know who won that in our next episode. Yes. And speaking of our next episode, we are taking next week off. And now that we're in the off season, uh, we're going into every other week mode. So we'll be dropping episodes every two weeks uh, rather than our Lithuanian <laughs> marathon style. In conclusion, of, we are tired. Yeah. Leave us alone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we done enough for you people? Uh, we have our next few episode uh, topics set up. But if you have topics that you would like us to cover, please let us know. Uh, hit us up on our social media at your what or or uh, drop us an email. You can get to us on our website. We are looking forward to the off season and getting into the topics that are just sort of tangentially related to Eurovision or uh, doing deep dives into history or other topics. That is going to do it for this episode of the Year What. Thank you for listening. The Year What is hosted by Ben Smith. That's me and Mike McComb. That's me. Special thanks to our guest this week, Andre Durham. Andre, where can folks find you online? You can find me at eurovisionobsession.wordpress.com. That is my blog, celebrating 10 years this year. On social media, is at ESC Obsession. And then I have my own podcast. We go on hiatus back and forth, but it's our queer experience where we interview different queer folks and different walks of life. And then finally, I founded a, a pride festival and I, I want to support more rural prides across the country and Canada and really the world. And that's paincountypride.org. Excellent. You can find us on our website at eurowhat.com and on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at eurowhat. We'd love to hear your questions and comments and episode suggestions because there's a whole lot of year left. You can subscribe to the Eurowhat on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or the podcast app of your choice. Rating and reviewing the podcast when you subscribe also helps other Eurovision fans find us, so please keep doing that. We'll be back in two weeks to try and make sense of what's new in Eurovision. I'm sorry. Zero points.